When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Eagle Eye View, our weekly Crystal Palace podcast. My name is Robert Warlow. I'm joined here today by Matt Story, our Watford reporter for the Hertfordshire Mercury. Hello. And uh, let's review this uh, dramatic, dramatic game that we've witnessed. Crystal Palace beat Watford 2-1 with two goals in the last few minutes. Matt, it was uh, not exactly what Palace fans would have been expecting with a few minutes to go. Well, I don't think anyone was expecting it. Um... I thought Watford were comfortable, and I think I said on Twitter Watford were comfortable um, with 25 minutes to go. But it was a one-goal lead, um, and they should have they should have put it the game to bed. Uh, they were the better side. I'll, I'll be honest, I wasn't that impressed with Palace. I don't think Roy Hodgson was that impressed with Palace the way he spoke after. Um, and Watford had the chances to put the game to bed. They were the better side, um, and they, ultimately they paid the price. And I guess it's the red card changed the game. It did. Um, once Palace got the momentum, Watford capitulated, and it's it's not the first time in the last month and a half that they've done that. Um, they had a similar one at Everton where they were two 0 up. Aurelio uh, Gomez got injured, new keeper came on, made an error, and and they did exactly the same thing. Um, they've not learned their lessons, and really, they got what they deserved for it. But for Palace, I mean, it, for not playing well really all game, and to get a win like that, I mean, it's it's priceless. It gets them out of the rele- relegation zone, and you know, win. Winning ugly is, is kind of what Roy Hodgson's been saying he, he wants to do for a while, and they've been playing well and not getting points, and or not picking up what he feels they deserved. And then today, you know, I don't think many many Palace fans would argue that they deserve to win that game. I think it, you know they, they would actually be saying we got out of jail on that one, and it, they would have done if they'd got a point. And to get all three was a, just a complete bonus for them. Oh, absolutely, and I mean, obviously, I. I didn't see the game at, at the weekend, but by all accounts, from what Roy Hodgson said afterwards today, is he felt they should have won that one. But mm. to take four points from two home games is not is a good effort when you're at the end of the table you're mm. at. And I think one thing from a visiting point of view that I think is always evident at Solos Park, but was today, is when that first goal went in, the place was was rocking. The Palace fans behind the side, and it was just almost felt inevitable that there was going to be a winner. Mm. Just the way the momentum shifted, but the way the crowd helped that, and the way. Watford didn't help themselves for that. Um, it's very impressive, and if you have that type of character, then you can they can easily um, get themselves out of trouble. And yeah. um, I mean, Roy Hodgson keeps saying that we're going to be in and around the relegation zone for the uh, for most of the season. But I guess if they can use this to go on a little run, then they might not be because they get what win today. Without their talented attacking players, apart from obviously Wilfred Zaha doing that well. Like you say, four points from the last two games. I mean, Bournemouth I was there on Saturday, and yeah, it, I mean, it was 
bit deflated at the end. That you know they, they obviously felt they should have got all three Definitely. points. I mean the, the the whole episode with the penalty. I mean was what it was, and you know Christian Benteke obviously has, has been criticised widely for, for it, and I think rightly so. You know for his part in it, he should have let Luka Milivojevic take the penalty and. Hopefully he would have scored and it would have been 3-2. I mean, there's no guarantees. And Roy Hodgson did say that himself on Monday at his press conference ahead of this game that, you know, there was no, it wasn't a sure thing that, that Luka Milovojevic would have scored the goal. But given how he'd taken the, the first penalty, you, you would have expected it. And I mean, I said beforehand, before the two games, I thought personally you had four points from them as a minimum, really. Um, keeps the, keep the unbeaten run going, keeps a bit of momentum going. And... All right, they've got there in the end. It, it wasn't pretty tonight, but they've they've got the points, and I think that's the the important thing when you're down at the end, and you know the bottom end of the table, you you have to take wins however they come. And for Palace, they, it's come on a night when they haven't played well, they haven't deserved it, but they've they've snuck a victory, and now they they move on to Leicester at the weekend, which isn't going to be easy. I mean, Leicester are a side like Watford, you know, they've been in the top half, and and. They've deservedly been in the top half if now. You've seen, if you've seen them play since throughout to Cobra, well, a couple of times I've seen them, they've been fairly impressive. Mm. Well, in patches, admittedly, but they look, they are a dangerous side and they've still got a lot of players who won the league two years ago. So Yeah, they look like to me like they're sort of, not back to that no, level, no. but they're, they're, they're you know, much closer to it than they have been at times. Particularly, since yeah. Then. I think, you know, they're, they're, we know what they're like. They're, they're good on the counter attack. The likes of Jamie Vardy and, and obviously Riyad Mahrez. I mean, he's got that ability to produce a bit of magic. Vardy in behind, you know, he can get behind defenders, and uh, I mean that that's going to be a big test for Palace on Saturday. I think they've gone six games unbeaten now. If if they could make it seven, with a, you know, they take a point on Saturday right now. I think if, if you offered it to them, Leicester. Yeah, and I think um, I think there was certainly a little bit of a hangover from the Benteke thing with Palace mm. um, today. I think that the way that they started the game, Watford were on top, and I think maybe that. I mean, obviously. Would affect them, but I think they did take it into this game, mm. and the op- that the opposite can happen at Leicester is you can take just how positive that result is. Um, the, the result tonight is sorry, and take that into Leicester, and it just gives them so much confidence and just the lift it will have them over the next three days. Um, and they are at the relegation zone, aren't they as well? Yeah, yeah, tonight at least. First time since all season. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the results have to be uh, tomorrow night or this evening uh, when that has to happen, but it's just all little things that are just building I think like you said winning winning games when you're not playing well is supposedly the sign of a good team that's what they did tonight so yeah I, th- I think Palace you know they've certainly having watched the games recently they have deserved more than they've got in some some games not everyone but you know arguably you could say that the two victories they've got three victories this season now but the two most recent ones against Stoke and, and against Watford here I think a lot of Palace fans would say on probably on both of those occasions that the, the performance merited less than what they actually got. You know, they, they probably deserved a point against Stoke, and arguably deserved nothing really today. But they've they've come out and, and got six points out of those two, and you know, four draws, two wins in the last six games. That's that's not bad for a side that, that have been bottom of the league and struggling all season. So I, I think it, it can only bode well for them. And obviously now they've got to try and keep the momentum going and, and try and take this into Leicester and Swansea which are two more big games for them because if they can by the time they've played Swansea just before Christmas if they can get another four points out of these next two then all of a sudden they could be you know looking at mid-table almost which is which would be 
unfathomable from where they were a few weeks ago. Absolutely, but then I guess it's a case of not getting too far ahead of yourself because well, the Leicester game, so the Swansea game is a game against someone near you and mm. a negative result can have the opposite effect. But sure. um, yeah, I just think, I think the one thing I would say as obviously outside observer is um, you do fear for Palace and I think everyone knows this if, if Zahar gets injured mm. because everything good goes through him mm. and Watford clearly feared him. I think Silva said in his post-match press conference, which was interesting, he said... Uh, we had two on one against him. We should not let him cross there. That's what we planned. We wanted two on one on him. Mm. Both the goals, and they had two on one out there. Um, and both times they failed to stop the cross. And whether that's bad defending or just because Zahar is a good player, which everyone knows he is. Yeah. And clearly, when he's on top of his game, he is a high, high level Premier League player. Um, I think that's interesting, but I think it's just a case of, yeah, you've got to look after him as well. Mm. Um, Interesting, you know, he's talking about Zaha there. I mean, he got quite a bit of abuse from the Watford fans. I don't think there's any love lost there, yeah, is there? Well, I, I, obviously, there's history, and you've got to understand that. And fans get angry when they perceive that players have dived. And there have been times that Zaha has, certainly in the past. I actually, um, tonight, he. I mean, the one that got everyone going was the Prodal shoulder barge, mm. which it's not a penalty for me. I don't know if. No, I don't think. Maybe disagree. But, I mean. There's, that's not a dive, first and foremost, because that was not the strongest striker off the way Prodi mm. went in there. Um, if that's Troy Deeney, I'm not seeing the end of it, he would fall over. And then he had the one where he was grappling with Mariapa, mm -hmm. um, where they were both grappling with each other, they both had hold of each other. It wasn't, once again, they were both fouling each other, you can't put them both fouls, cancel mm. each other out. Neither of them were dives, and he was getting a lot of stick and getting very frustrated. Um, and then he did have one, I think he tumbled a bit easily on the far side. Um, so the stick's what he's always going to get against against Watford. I, I mean, I don't know what his reception is against other teams. I doubt it's Bournemouth was similar yeah. at the weekend, have to be I, fair. But I think Watford, certainly with the history between the two clubs in the last few years, are probably the ones who've given the most stick or go mm. into a game almost knowing they're going to give him stick. Yeah, um, I think if you it. looked on Watford Twitter as such beforehand, they predicted that Zaha would dive. It was brought up in uh, Silver's press conference yesterday, mm. and he said. He was complimentary, very, very complimentary of Zahar, but he simply said, I hope that Richarlison gets the same treatment as Zahar, because mm. Richarlison does go down easily, and he has at times, and obviously the incident everyone knows was against uh, Arsenal in October when he won a penalty. Um, Hector Bellerin took him down, and I think it was a foul, there was contact, it was minimal, but and it went to the panel and people thought he might be the first player banned. So he's in danger of getting a reputation mm. similar to Zaha. I think hand on heart he probably will end up getting that reputation because at times he goes down easily I mean he's a fierce competitor and Rob said to me um, 20 minutes in he's good on the ball but he gets back as well doesn't he and he is mm. but he could be in the same bracket as Zahar I think in a few months time it'll be interesting to see what the fans take on it then mm. yeah, I was impressed by Richardson I have to say I've seen him a few times on television but that was the first time seeing him live and yeah, it was it was the worth work ethic. It wasn't just the the skill, or, you know, undoubted skill he's got going forward and the ability he's got to go past the player and you know create something. It was the fact that he he put a shift in for the team as well, and I think that was that was very impressive. And you know, I think even Palace fans would would say that he was one of the one of if not the best player on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, I think everything good what not everything good Watford did, but most Watford's chances came through him. Mm. I mean, he set up the goal. He squared it when Deeney missed from three yards or whoever he had the one-on-one -on -one with Spironi that was saved um, and yeah there is I think there is a slight fear amongst Watford fans that they're becoming a little reliant on him in a similar way to Palisar and Zahar um, the problem with Richarlison will be that 
he came straight from a season in Brazil to play here. Mm. He played national youth side, so he hasn't had a rest. So this Christmas period will will test him to the max. I think I think he'll be he could well um, he will have to be rested because mm. yeah I mean I know he's twenty and full of energy, but he must be knackered by now. <laughs> yeah, and obviously you, you allude to that Dini chance there. I mean, if if that had gone in, we wouldn't be talking about Palace winning this game, would we? No, and that's I mean. That's the way Troy Deeney's season has gone. I mean, I haven't, I've, I can notice on the replay Scott, Scott Dan getting a touch, but mm. by all accounts he got the smallest touch in it. And if that's what put him off, that's a fantastic bit of defending. Mm. But I mean, Deeney hasn't scored um, from open play since April the fourth. I think it's well over eleven hundred minutes since he scored from open play. Uh, a lot of Watford fans are getting on his back. He's not performing well, um, and they're getting on Andre Gray's back as, back as well. That's a problem area for Watford. But yeah, they've got to take their chances. Like we mentioned just now, the Richarlison one-on-one with Spironi. Yeah. They're the two big chances that Watford had. Um, they put it. They put them away. It's a different game, but you've got to kill the game off. They didn't, and I think even with five minutes to go, it was, like we said earlier, it was going to end up. You just did not see Palace getting back into it. No. There's no way. I mean, Gomez was a spectator. He made one punch in the second half, um, where Palace had scored for a penalty. I think I must admit I was behind a pillar. I didn't see what happened. Mm-hmm. I think it was Cabasello on his fellow countryman. Benteke, but that was the only thing he had to do and that sending off just galvanised them and they took advantage of it and it's just I mean for, full credit to Palace but from from a Watford point of view it's just not good enough really mm. I mean the, the the goal the the goal that got them back into it Bakary Sacco was a was a bit lucky wasn't it to say the least I mean it, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was lucky but he got to the ball first first time Gomez made mm. this and I think Gomez saw it late, but I think he probably should push it wider. But there's yeah. two centre-backs, or there's two Palace players, two Watford players. The Palace players are the one that react. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's lucky the way it came back to him. But I'd say you make your own luck. I'm not sure Palace did tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's what happens. And yeah, just Watford, just you miss the chances. There's just no other way of no other way of putting it. It's just it's not good enough. And I think what was I was looking before the game is over the last. It was either eight or nine games. Palace's record's better than Watford. Mm. For all the good that people are saying Watford have done, they've now lost six of nine. And I think that Palace can look at that as an example of how quickly things can change yeah. and take heart from that in a way. Also be wary because they obviously can go on a similar run, but sure. you can move up and down this league quickly. And I think there's a lot of teams who are quite poor in it as well. Um, so I don't. I personally, I think I said in... September. I don't know if I said it in social media or just someone. I said there's no way Palace will survive. I changed my mind on that a little bit now. I, th- I think a lot of people have. I think you know when when Roy Hodgson came in, you know, all right, he came in after four games when, when Frank de Boer had left. But you can see the the work that he and his coaching staff putting in, how it is taking effect. I mean, all right, I wouldn't say tonight was their best performance by any stretch, but certainly in recent weeks the performances have been better. They've been harder to beat. And they have looked more organised. They've looked like a, a team that you would expect from Roy Hodgson, you know, managed by Roy Hodgson. We've seen what he's done at Fulham and West Brom in the past, and similar sorts of those clubs that he's, you know, he's got those teams drilled and and hard to beat. And I think that is noticeable in what he's what's been achieved at Palace. And I think it is now about getting those results, like you know, like it here against Watford, where perhaps they didn't deserve it, but you know, you take what you get when you you're down the bottom. And for Palace, that's. You know, another three points that's out of the relegation zone for the first time this season, which is you know great for it for them. And now they've got to just try and build on it. And I think 
go to Leicester if they can get a point, get a positive result, and that would be, you know, I think that would be acceptable for Roy Hodgson and the team and the fans. And then going into that big one at Swansea, uh, which you know, as you said, another team around them. That's that's where that's where they've got to get the points really. Yeah, and I think at 85 minutes tonight, Palace were looking at Leicester and thinking, boy, we need to get something there. And that's mm. not like I said, like we said earlier, that is not an easy place to get results. No. Whereas now you look at the results tonight, and one, you're more positive about Leicester. But two, in the back of your mind, you know that if Palace don't get a result, it's not the end of the world. Because mm. that is like it's tough. It's a tough game. You would if someone offered you nil nil point now, you bite the hand off. Mm. I think that's the kind of difference that five minutes make is you go into that game not as worried but you take more confidence. I mean it's almost two pronged in positives there in a, in a weird kind of way if you see what I mean. <laughs> yeah I agree but I think there, there are plenty of positives for, for Palace uh, from that so I think we'll end it there on a positive note and uh, thank you very much for, for listening and uh, thanks Matt for joining me. Yeah, a pleasure. We'll see you again next week.